Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Tijuana Flats kitchen. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Well, Jana, aka. Kidding? What he says where we're coming from? But that's actually where I'm standing right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you can put in a plug for the restaurant if you want to. Yeah, if you're in the Philly area, I can eat some tacos. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> okay. So if you happen to be in the uh, vicinity of Lawrenceville, New Jersey, stop in at Tijuana Flats and uh, take part live in the 4th and Inches show. So it's a little bit crazy this week. We're coming to you Tuesday night instead of our normal Wednesday night time slot. The because Thanksgiving of the, uh, edition. Yes, the Thanksgiving, the early, the early Thursday edition of the 4th and Inches show. Uh, travel plans are a little bit crazy for the fourth and inches staff this week, so we're true, making true. do with it Tuesday night time <laughs> and doing the kitchen doing the show from the kitchen and we'll have pots and pans clanging in the background Sorry and people disapprove that. of our picks. No, that's fine. It's par for the course. So anyway. Um so how much do we want to talk about the, the Cowboys and the Giants game last weekend? I'll say not much. I mean I'm not gonna say I told you so, but I told you. But you did. <laughs> I'll only say it once, though. How about that? Yeah. I think that's, that's fair. Reminding me doesn't count, though. That that counts, too, <laughs> so you can't remind me later on. So, yeah, right, I, I thought the Giants were going to give a better accounting of themselves. I thought they were going to win the game by 10 points, but that obviously didn't happen. On the plus side, I did pick uh, Kansas City, my, my second favorite team, to lose again. I'm not sure why I don't have more confidence in them, but I don't. So, I anyway. I you actually yeah, well, you don't pick teams you actually root for in real life. You don't ever pick on the show. Well, sometimes I do. We'll we'll see whether I pick the Giants this week to rebound against the Redskins. But uh, yeah. anyway, so but the other good thing about this week, other than getting to do the show from the kitchen of a restaurant, is that we actually oh, have awesome. a complement of sixteen games this week. They're just we're, we're through Yay. the bye week, so. <laughs> Yeah, that, that makes things a little bit easier for those of us that are still alive in leagues and fighting for playoff spots or maybe even having the first week of the playoffs already this week. But uh, So, yeah, it's quite a few injuries, but on the flip side, there are more teams to draw from this week, so hopefully we'll get through everything okay. So how yeah. do people get in touch with the show other than showing up at the Tijuana Flats kitchen, yeah. Jana? Unless you want to storm my kitchen, that'd be one way. Otherwise, you can call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can always tweet us at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show where you can find us at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM1. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa homepage, or fan page, and, of course, at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which always has some great stuff on the blog. And we'll be here until, until 9 o'clock, not our normal 9.30 to 10.30, but we'll be here until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And next week, we will return to our normal Wednesday, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. So you still have us for an hour, so that's always good. Yeah, so before we get into the games, uh, what did you think of that uh, Denver-New England game the other night? What oh were your my thoughts goodness. on that? Well, I I turned it off for a few minutes, and then New England started scoring again, so I turned it back on. But Denver it normally is a team that makes more adjustments in the second half, 
and comes out stronger to the end of the game. But for this, for whatever reason, this week goes just backwards. And Wes Welker, just everything bounced off his hands. The special teams killed him. It was a very weird game. Kane Manning and Tom Brady both looked awesome and terrible at separate times. Yeah, Wes Welker certainly didn't have the uh, return to New England that many people were were hoping for for him. But who knows, the way things are looking right now, if if Denver loses another game or two, they might actually end up at New England again in the playoffs. So he may yet have a chance to come back to his old haunts and uh, Did you ever? Do you ever ever wish that either Tom Brady or Peyton Manning played in the NFC so that this matchup would happen in the Super Bowl? Or were you always satisfied having it happen in, like, the AFC championship game? No, I, I'm happy. Right? I, yeah, because the Super Bowl is such a crapshoot, too, in terms of mm-hmm. which teams make it. So, you know, the, the chances of the Manning brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl, even before the Giants you know, stunk, you know, against mm-hmm. the Cowboys last weekend were – were pretty slim. Yeah, you just in the Super Bowl you just kind of take whatever matchups you get, but it's it's fun to root for the you know, the the Manning Roethlisberger or Manning Brady type matchups mm-hmm. or the, the Rogers Breeze matchups and the NFC. I think it's, you know those Yeah, I I think it's cool that we get to have them every year or, you know, at least periodically more often than oh well if they met once or twice in the Super Bowl that would be pretty incredible, but at the same time we're lucky enough to see it 14 times. Yeah, and sometimes you still get a, a stellar, you know, matchup in the Super Bowl. I mean, this has been years ago now, but I remember Joe Montana and Dan Fouts, I think, squared mm-hmm. up against each other in the Super Bowl, you know, one year. And, you know, there, there's always, you know, just depending on the luck of the draw, you get a good matchup. I mean, even Manning and Breeze, you know, Peyton Manning and Drew Breeze a few years ago when the mm-hmm. when the Saints – one of their Super Bowl, you know, when Manning played, um, yeah, Rex Grossman, not so much, but uh, yeah, sometimes you do True. get a good matchup. So, yeah, yeah. still Sims, John Elway was a good one, you know, back in the day, or absolutely. You know, so, but anyway, so why don't we get into the game since we have a full slate this week, and we'll start with the first of the early games, Detroit playing their traditional home Thanksgiving game. They're hosting Green Bay. Gosh, Detroit, a couple weeks ago, they looked like with all the injuries and, you know, to the quarterbacks in Green Bay and Chicago, they looked like they could just run away and hide with the division. But they've really stumbled badly against Pittsburgh and Tampa the last couple games. So I really don't know what to make of this game. I mean, Matt Flynn is back for Chicago, I mean, for Green Bay, and looks (laughs) like he hasn't missed too many beats there. And, you know, Green Bay has a good running game, and as long as somebody gets their receivers the ball, you know, passing wise, they're going to do something with it. I just think Detroit's a mess right now, and I'm going to pick – Green Bay to win this. I'll say Green Bay 31, Detroit 27. It wouldn't shock me if Detroit won, but you know, I, I definitely have the feeling of catching a falling knife with them right now. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you too much, even on the score. Even if it's Matt Flynn or Scott Colleen, whoever starts, uh, I, I still think that Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers is still a little more functional, especially on Thanksgiving right now than the Lions are. Like, it's just they're too used to losing on Thanksgiving because it's been bad for so long. And hopefully Dominican Sue doesn't stomp on anybody this year. That would be good. Um, but 
there was talk last week that maybe Aaron Rodgers would be back for this game, and it looks like they're going to hold off another week, which I think we both agreed was probably the smart play. But yeah, for this I, week, I think you got to either either Matt Flynn or Scott Pauline, whoever starts at quarterback, I think is more a second quarterback option. I think you can start Eddie Lacy, Jordy Nelson, Jarrett Boykin, and even James Jones, but I'm really staying away from the rest of the wide receivers. I don't want any part of the tight end defense or kicker this week. Uh, I think they're going to be better matchups. For Detroit, I'll go ahead and start at quarterback Matthew Stafford, running back Reggie Bush, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, who's probable with a knee injury. George Bell, questionable with Achilles injury. If he plays, you know, he's a flex option for me. Wide receivers Chris Durham and Nate Burleson, both flex options for me. Brandon Pettigrew, okay. Kicker uh, David Akers, okay. Tight end Joseph Poria got back in the scoring column last weekend as with soon, a touchdown. As soon as we wrote him off, like, oh, no, like, we're so yeah, bad he's I'm, gone. I'm, I'm <laughs> he's still, back on the map. <laughs> I'm, he's, on, he's back on the map, but I'm not starting him this week. And same thing with the Lions defense. I think this will be a high-scoring game, and I don't really want to start either of the defenses here because of what could happen. No. There's too there's too many weird factors that could take take part here. I just it's not as cut and dry as some of these other defensive matchups. So now it seems to me we've got three matchups on Thanksgiving Day. We've got Green Bay at, at Detroit as the early game, then we've got Oakland and Dallas as the late afternoon game, and then Pittsburgh at Baltimore is the evening game. I think what we're going to see is that the highest scoring game will come first, then Oakland at Dallas will be it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And, so if you like offense, better make sure you're awake or pre-sheltricipan poisoning afterwards because if you like offense, you're going to want to you know, catch the early games and sleep through the, the later games then. But uh, <laughs> Oakland-Dallas, this is this is actually a tough game for me. I, I Maybe it's just wishful thinking, but I don't think this is the cakewalk for Dallas that many – people might envision it being. You know, Darren McFadden's been injured most of the season, but he's supposed to be back this week, splitting times with Rashad Mendenhall. I mean Rashad Jennings who's you know filled in pretty well for him while he's been out. I mm-hmm. Dallas I, I just don't think they match up real well with Oakland and maybe I should have learned my lesson last week, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that Oakland wins this game twenty seven to twenty. Yeah, I, I know that's probably going to ruffle a few feathers, at least yours, but uh, that's my pick and I'll stick with it. So have at it. What do you think? I'm thinking the Cowboys are going to take it 27-24. I agree with you on some points. I think this is not in any way, shape, or form going to be a cakewalk, especially with the defense still banged up for the Cowboys. But I just – I don't know. I There's something about this Oakland team that I just can't get behind. Dallas is also a mess, but I think their offense is a little more functional. Um, and if, if their defense and Bruce Carter can keep playing the way they were playing last week, I'd be happy. But this game could definitely go either way. For the Raiders, I like Matt McGloin as a second quarterback option. I like Darren McFadden and Rashad Jennings. Uh, I'm going to start Denarius Moore and Rod Streeter. And, again, I'm staying away from the tight end, the kicker, and the defense. Yeah, this is one of those rare Thanksgiving triple headers Especially where I think all three of these games could actually be pretty be- competitive. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we definitely haven't had that the last few years. No. So 
With Dallas, I would start quarterback Tony Romo, running back DeMarco Murray, wide receiver Des Bryant, probable with a back injury, tight end Jason Witten. Defense, I'm okay with starting because I don't think it'll be a very high-scoring game. Wide receivers, Miles Austin and Terrence Williams, I would not start and also stay away from kicker Dan Bailey. Fair enough. And now for the lowest-scoring game of the day. (laughs) Yes, now for the lowest-scoring game of the day. We've got Pittsburgh at Baltimore at night. Pittsburgh, all of a sudden, they're back in the playoff hunt there. You know, Cincinnati would obviously like, have to... It's like suddenly woke up. Like Someone told them, like, hey, you guys are actually playing games that mean something. And they're like, oh, maybe we should go out there and try. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I can't really see them catching Cincinnati, but if the rest of the so. AFC teams keep stumbling the way they have, they're definitely in the hunt for a wild card, even with mm-hmm. a 5-6 and six record at this point. If they win three of their last four games, they have a good shot at that second wild card spot. This game well, obviously since is nobody be... in the AFC wants to have a winning record. I mean, that's pretty much... No, I think I heard over, over the weekend that there were only two teams mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in the AFC. Something crazy yeah. like that. Was Kansas City one of them? <laughs> Shockingly, no. <laughs> okay. So, the way they played the last couple weeks, they might eliminate themselves even if they did manage to make the playoff. Bring, but, bring uh, back that Andy Reid, baby. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> That'll we'll make get, things yeah. better. Yeah, it might freeze to death in the cold out there this weekend, <laughs> but we'll see. True, so, true. Anyway, back to the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game on Thursday night. It's, Baltimore should be a lot better than they are, but for whatever reason, it's not so much the defense, just the fact that they've just totally falling apart on offense. I, mean, I know Anquan Bolden is really good, have. but they're and you know they lost Matt Burke on the offensive line. Okay, but yeah, they they shouldn't be this awful on offense. They should be worse on defense than they are on offense. They lost more defensive pieces than they did offensive pieces. But you yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't be able to tell that from the way they're playing. That's obviously not happening here. So yeah, I just. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I think Pittsburgh is just a little bit more balanced and has a more potent offense at this point. So I'll pick uh, Pittsburgh to win this. I'll say Pittsburgh 20, Baltimore 13. I I can agree with you on that. Um, if, if Pittsburgh scores 20 points, that might be the most an AFC North team has scored against another AFC North team this year. <laughs> um, this, this, although, is a really big game for Baltimore. If they can't beat the Steelers on a down year, even as – messed up looking as they are now, then what are they going to be able to rally behind? There's nothing they're taking good they're taking away from us right now. But for the Steelers, I like Ben Roethlisberger more as a second quarterback option. Uh, I like the matchup for him defensively. It's just there aren't going to be enough points to start him on his own. I like Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Antonio Brown is good. I like Emmanuel Sanders more as a flex option. Definitely starting tight end Heath Miller and the defense. And how about Jericho Koshry? Uh More a flex option for me. Okay. For Baltimore, I'll start quarterback Joe Flacco, wide receiver Torrey Smith in the defense. Um, Ray Rice, more of a flex option for me against the Steelers defense. Wide Isn't receiver Jacoby Jones. Sorry, what was that? Isn't that crazy to say Ray Rice is a flex option? Who would have yeah, but that's that's the way their season has gone, and his in particular. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just not impressive right now. Wide receiver Jacoby Jones was actually pretty impressive 
last week, so I'll put him in as a flex option this week. Uh, running back Bernard Pierce, no. Wide receiver Marlon Brown, no. Tight end Dallas mm-hmm. Clark and Edgerson, no. Kicker Justin Tucker, no. All right, fair enough. All right, on onward and upward. Let's ride our magic carpet to Sunday. And first, we've got uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis. It seems like they played each other just two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, on a Thursday night yeah. game in which Indianapolis fell behind early and was, had to claw their way back and wound up with a you know fourth quarter comeback and a win. This time around, I don't think they're so lucky, even though they're at home. They certainly have shown that they're capable of losing games at home recently, witnessed the St. Louis game. I think Tennessee pulls this out. Indianapolis, they're still somehow, some way going to win that division just because all the other teams there are so awful. But I'll say mm-hmm. that uh, Tennessee takes the 24 to 20. I I think I agree. I There's something about Indy right now. They're just a mess. Um, for Tennessee, I like Brian Fitzpatrick more as a second quarterback option. I think you can go ahead and start Chris Johnson this week. I like Kendall Wright and uh, Nate Washington more as a flex. But I would start kicker Rob Bronis. I think he's going to have a chance to take a few, a few field goals and get some extra points. Tennessee's going to score a little bit this week. For Indianapolis, in spite of what I just said, I'll start Andrew Locke mainly because I don't think they're going to be able to run at all, and he's going to whatever no. yardage they get will be uh, passing yardage. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton and tight end Kobe Fleener are the only two guys that are really consistent on their uh, receiving core right now. Wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay, flex option, probable with an ankle injury. Defense is okay to start. I wouldn't start any of the, wide, the running backs. Trent Richardson, questionable with a calf injury. Donald Brown, who a week ago looked like he was going to be the guy there, but had an awful game on Sunday. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Dan Heron, don't start Dan Heron as if you needed me to remind you that. But he actually did play some last weekend, so I'm concerned that people might think that they should start him, but don't do it. Wide receiver LeVon Brazil and kicker Adam Vinatieri, those guys are also no-goes for me this week. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. Sounds like you have a plan in the kitchen there, too, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. So next game up, we've got um, Jacksonville at Cleveland. Jacksonville showing signs of life. I just think Cleveland's got a little bit too much, even on, def- on, you know, on defense for them. So even with uh, Jason Campbell likely out with a concussion and Brandon Whedon, uh, as their quarterback again. Cleveland should have a little bit too much for this um, game. I'll say Cleveland wins this 20-7 to in, a, in another uh, offensive uh, slug fest here. I I like what Jacksonville's doing a little bit more than we have in the past this year, but I just think Cleveland's defense, even though they're not quite what they were at the beginning of the season, I think they're still going to be a little too much for the Jacksonville offense. That being said, like you said, I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. I think Chad Kent, Chad, ugh, I can't talk now. Chad Henney is only a second quarterback option. I like Maurice Jones-Drew and Cecil Shorts, but I'm staying away from the rest of receivers. I don't want any part of the tight end, kicker, or defense. For Cleveland, I would start wide receiver Josh Gordon, tight end Jordan Cameron in the defense. Quarterback Brandon Whedon, obviously not somebody you want to rest your title hopes on or your playoff hopes for in fantasy, but 
If you need a second quarterback this week, he'll do. Wide receiver Devon yep. Best, okay, is a flex option. Quarterback Jason Campbell, you know, as we said, has a concussion, not likely to start. Even if he does, you don't want him in your lineup. Running back Lewis mm-hmm. McGahee, probable with a knee injury, don't start him. Don't start Chris Ogbenaya. Don't start Fozzie Whitaker. Don't start wide receiver Greg Little and stay away from kicker Billy Condis. Oh, Billy Condis. <laughs> yeah. So maybe oh, well. one week we'll finally recommend starting him, but uh, I can't really foresee when that would happen. Not this week. We know that. <laughs> no. So, all right, we've got Tampa Bay at Carolina in what should be an interesting game. Tampa Bay all of a sudden, Team MRSA all of a sudden showing signs of life, but <laughs> Carolina, they stumbled a little bit, you know, last week against Miami, but as a mark of a good team, they still managed to pull out the victory. Uh, Carolina, I, I think even with Tampa Bay playing a lot better than they were, I I think Carolina's defense is a little bit too much for Tampa Bay. I think they'll muster up just enough offense to win this game. I'll take Carolina 20, Tampa Bay 13. I like Carolina maybe 24, Tampa Bay 17, but we're pretty much on the same page here. When we do do our Christmas show, I think we should, when we give out our gifts this year, give Tampa Bay some hazmat suits and a cure for MRSA. I think that would be nice. Yeah, they, they definitely. I, I can't imagine the free agents will be tripping over themselves to find there this this off season, or if we're, they do, at we're least not moving, yeah, they we're probably not move the fourth and inches headquarters down there anytime soon. No, and, and I'm guessing that the, when they give free agents the tour this winter, they may not want to show them the locker room either. But yeah, <laughs> but we'll I don't think they have a, a cure for Carolina this week. Although there are some good things about this Tampa Bay offense. I like Mike Glennon more as a second quarterback option unless you're starting him in a league of quarterbacks over 6'6", then he's a great start. Uh, Bobby Rainey I like. I also like Vincent Jackson. Tyquan Underwood I think could be a really interesting flex option. He's getting the targets. It's just a matter of whether or not he breaks open that big play. So if you're able to kind of take a flyer on him, that might not be a bad idea. And I'm staying away from all of their plethora of tight ends and the kick from the defense. Like I said, Carolina is going to put a couple of points up on them. Carolina, I would start quarterback Cam Newton, wide receiver Steve Smith, and last week, zero tight end Greg Olson start the defense. Running back to Angela Williams, more of a flex option for me. Brandon LaFell and take in wide receivers, flex option. Running backs Jonathan Stewart and Mike Tolbert, stay away and stay away from kicker Graham Gano. But let me go back just for a second to the Miami-Carolina game last weekend. Something you hardly mm-hmm. ever see in a game, or at least, you know, that I, I haven't witnessed recently. In that game, the leading rushers for both teams were the quarterbacks. It's somewhat understandable great. with Carolina <laughs> and Cam Newton, Cam Newton, but yeah. with, with Miami, with if Ryan Tannehill's your leading rusher, that pretty much – tells you, as you've been saying all season, that they really need a running back that they can, yeah, I I just can't see either of those guys ever amounting to to much in the NFL, but maybe it's the line, I don't know, maybe they miss Richie and Trignito that much. Who knows, I'm guessing they miss Reggie Bush a lot right about now. Yeah, that's true, but somebody's still got to open holes and... Right now, that just doesn't seem to be happening there in Miami. 
I think both those guys have had one good game in the first 11, but that hardly inspires the kind of confidence you would want to start somebody in your fantasy league championship game. Yeah, not not great, for sure. No. Uh, Let's keep moving. Yeah, well, speaking of not great, we've got two teams that are both – failing to live up to expectations. At least Chicago (laughs) has the excuse of being without their their starting quarterback, Jay Cutler, but Minnesota, uh, I mean, they've been a mess at quarterback this year, but it really hasn't been a matter of injury so much. It's just general ineffectiveness. Yeah, neither one of these defenses are great, but I think Chicago will – manage to stop Minnesota a little bit more than the reverse will be true. I think Chicago actually matches up quite well with Minnesota, and I'll say that they managed to break 30. I'll say Chicago wins this game 33, Minnesota 23. I I feel like we're agreeing on too much this week. It's making me a little nervous, but I, I agree with you. I like what Josh McCown and this Chicago offense is doing a much, much better than the Minnesota offense. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Adrian Peterson, I thought, could be able to save this team, and it's just not happening. But for the Bears, I think you've got a lot of, of potential offense here. I like Josh McCown, even on his own. I'm okay starting him this week. I like Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, as always, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I definitely like tight end Martellus Bennett, the defense, and even kicker Robbie Gold. I'm pretty much starting all of the Bears. Yeah, I think Adrian Peterson only needs to average about 250 yards a game over his last five games to hit that 2,500 yeah, yard mark that he was. That's like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Who am I kidding? But so for Minnesota, in spite of that that uh, sarcastic comment, I would still start Adrian Peterson this week. He might not have 250 yards, but he's still going to have a fair amount. He'll <laughs> have a fair amount. I mean, as long as his groin holds up, and hopefully it does. Uh, questionable, you know, he's questionable right now, but chances are he'll play. Uh, quarterback Christian Ponder is also questionable, but for a different reason. He's listed as probable on the depth chart, but it's questionable as to whether you would want to start him in your fantasy lineup. I would say no, but you can mm-hmm. ponder that yourself. Um, he's, he's a second quarterback there. option for me. Um, wide receiver Cordero Patterson has really become a much more involved piece in their offense the last few weeks. I would take a chance on him as a flex option. Greg Jennings, questionable with Achilles injury. Uh, if he plays, he's a flex option for me. Tight end John Carlson is okay as a flex Kicker Blair Walsh is good to start. I would stay away from wide receivers Jarius Wright and Jerome Simpson, and I would stay away from the defense. Yeah, last week you were asking me about Cordell Patterson. I think I'm finally on board. I think I'm finally there. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, I mean, he may not be the reincarnation of, of, of um, Brandy Moss just yet, but uh, he's definitely more day. exciting receiver than the, the Vikings have had in a while. So um, very true. Let's, let's move on. New England at Houston. I don't know why. I mean this should be a slam dunk game for New England, especially coming off of that big comeback and Houston has just looked really awful the last few weeks. But I still somehow sure think Houston is going to keep this game somewhat interesting, but I think New England just has a lot more motivation right now. You know, they all of a sudden looks like they could be in the hunt for home field in the 
in the playoffs. I'll, I'll say New mm-hmm. England wins this, but not by as much as most people will probably pick them. I'll take New England 30, Houston 24. Yeah, I'd say New England probably wins by – I had them by seven, but six is just as reasonable. I I think Houston's going to show up more this game than they have in recent weeks. I just At some point, something has to click for them, and they have to look a little more functional. I think New England's coming off a shorter week. They're coming off a big emotional win. I I just I think there's going to be a little letdown. And so, I, for whatever reason, I'm starting less Patriots than I am Bears this week, which feels crazy. But I am going to still start Tom Brady. I'm going to start Shane Green and Brandon Bolden. Uh, I'm going to start Tenning Rob Gronkowski and kicker Stephen Gostkowski. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with New England, the thing is, it's almost running back by committee, wide receiver by committee. I mean, the only thing you can really count on, the only guys you can really count on from week to week with them are Brady and Bronkowski. Other than that, it's pretty yeah. much a crapshoot to start I mean, anybody I think, on that I team. think you can always start Danny Amendola as a flex option. Like, some games he's going to be all over the place, and some games he's going to have two catches. You just don't know what it's going to be from week to week. Uh, maybe as a flex option, but I'm just between his injuries and his inconsistency. I, I'm just not a a fan there. So yeah. But for Houston, I would start quarterback Case Keenum, wide receivers DeAndre Hopkins and Andre Johnson, tight end Derek Graham, uh, running back Ben Tate. It's probable with a whole assortment of injuries. Uh, more flex option for me, Dennis Johnson again, kind of like uh, you know. You know, Bam Heron, I can't imagine that I'm Boom Heron, I can't imagine that I'm really saying this, but uh yeah, I would he's he's somebody that I would actually consider starting as a flex option this week if you're really desperate. Kicker Randy Pollock is okay for me and I would stay away from Houston's defense just because I think ultimately New England is gonna put up thirty points and win this game. So that makes their defense a lousy play. I agree with you. So let's right. move on to what should be one of the more interesting games this week. I don't know how they're doing it. It seems like smoke and mirrors to me, but Arizona is winning games. They're, and they're, they're not going to catch Seattle, but they're right oh. there with San Francisco right now for a wild card spot. And Philadelphia, obviously, they're fighting for their lives you know, with the division with Dallas. And I, I picked... Dallas to lose, I'm actually going to pick Philadelphia to win this and go back in front in the NFC East. This could be a real Utah <laughs> game, and you wouldn't surprise me if you told me you thought Arizona was going to win this game, but I'll go ahead and pick with Philadelphia. <laughs> I'll say Philadelphia wins this game 34, Arizona 27. I think Arizona is going to come in here, and I think they're going to beat Philly by seven or eight points. I think they're going to win this game. Uh, it's worth noting that Pretty much everyone on the Arizona coaching staff has interviewed for the was interviewing for this Eagles head coaching job that ultimately went to Chip Kelly. So we've got a little little grudge there. And for whatever reason, every yeah, yeah, a little bit. Every year it feels like Arizona comes and they play the Eagles tough, no matter how good or how bad either team is. For whatever reason, they have each other's number. But I like Arizona this week. I think Carson Palmer is more a second quarterback option. But I want to start with Shardman Hall and Andre Ellington. I like Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd. I'm going to start uh, tight end, kicker, Jay Healy, but I'm staying away from the defense because the Eagles offense will put some points up. 
Nice to see Larry Fitzgerald finally catch a couple touchdown passes last weekend. I right? can't even remember the last well, time he scored. I can't even remember the last time he scored two touchdowns in a in a single game. That must have been like three or four years ago. Or I'm exaggerating yeah, a little at bit. Least, at least at least three or four quarterbacks ago. <laughs> yeah, three or four quarterbacks ago, which probably only takes us back to the middle of last season. I'm True. not sure if that was the Kevin Cobb era or the John Skeleton era, but uh, either way, glad they're dark, over. But Some dark days in Arizona. Yeah. So for Philadelphia, um, I would start um, – let's see, where am I here? I would start uh, – Quarterback Nick Foles, start running back with Sean McCoy, wide receivers Sean Jackson and Riley Cooper, kicker Alex Henry, Jason Avant, flex option, both the tight ends, Frank Bellick and Zach Ertz are flex options for me. Defense is okay to start, and at the risk of saying the obvious, Chip Kelly came out and said today that you know, that um, Nick Foles is his quarterback for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. There go, no more About Michael Vick which means yeah. that Nick Foles will probably get injured in the first quarter and Michael Vick will be back in the like game, but uh, I would not assume that and start him this week. Uh, Michael Vick should be on your bench till further notice in fantasy. I can, I can live with that. I think this is going to be one of the more interesting games of the early matchups. I agree. So now comes another game, which I'm almost certain we're going to disagree on, and that's Miami at. New York. New York has just looked really, really awful the last couple weeks. Yeah, Miami's looked respectable, even though they lost last week. And you know, I, you know the whole Richie Incognito thing seems to have really taken its toll on on them and you know their focus. Yeah. But yeah, the Jets are a mess right now. You know, when Josh Cribb has a Cribb has a higher quarterback rating than Geno Smith, you know, you know you're in trouble. But in it's spite of all good. that, I'm going to Definitely say that good. New York. I'm going to say New York regroups this week, gets their act together, and wins the battle of the misfit teams. I'll say New York 23, Miami 20. I'm thinking Miami. They have to bounce back at some point, and the Jets showed me absolutely nothing last week. Um, I, I don't entirely know how I expect Miami to do this. Maybe their defense is going to run one back. I don't think this will be very high scoring or very interesting. Um, I would take Ryan Tannehill, more second quarterback option. I don't want any part of any of the running backs. Uh, I would start Mike Wallace with a beautiful catch last week. going to start Brian Hartline as well and tight end Charles Clay. And I'm going to start the defense and kickers, Caleb Burgess. I think we're going to see a lot of field goals here. So you'll be happy to know that the one guy that I think is really going to have his best game of the season this week, none other than <laughs> Santonio Holmes. No, that I actually pronounced his name. Not San Antonio Holmes. What will, will you stop with that, please? I'm trying to pronounce his name correctly here, and I finally <laughs> get it right. And just trying to gloss over the fact that I've mispronounced it every other week that the Jets have been a home team this week. But no, you, you don't let that go. You just dig his nice in further. So I would start him. I start tight end Cowan Winslow, who seems to have rejoined the will the the living. That's actually Cowan Winslow Jr. If you're looking for Kellen Winslow Sr. on your fantasy uh, waiver wire. You're, you're not going to find him this week or next week or any other week. Um, start the Jets defense. Not. You'd be in a crazy league. No, that, that would be the senior NFL league. 
But uh, the old timers league, I don't think we're going to have that anytime soon, especially in light of all the concussion settlements. But uh, quarterback Gino Smith, second quarterback for me, running back Chris Ivory, questionable after that ankle injury last week. Uh, running back Darrell Powell is the flex option for me. Kicker Nick Polk is okay. Wide receiver Jeremy Curley, doubtful with an elbow injury. Dave Nelson, Stephen Hill, you know, Joshua Cribbs. Keep all those guys away from your starting lineup. Tight end Jeff Cumberland had a couple of good games earlier this season with Kellen Winslow Jr. back now. I just don't think he's a viable fantasy start anymore. No, I don't think so either. So, all right. So now we move On to, to the, the late game. Teams. First game up, we've got Atlanta with Buffalo. One of these teams we picked to reach the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, one of these teams, neither one of us picked to reach the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I'll let you figure out which is which. Uh, <laughs> this is tough. I, I really want to be encouraged by what Atlanta did, at least on defense against New Orleans last week, but uh, I, I just I can't pick them. I, I think Buffalo at home in the cold weather, I just... I think they're going to find a way to pull this out. They seem to be snatching defeat from the jaws of victory every week this season. Yeah. But I think they're going to find a win, a, a way to win this Sorry game. Sorry about that. I'll say Buffalo 27, <laughs> Atlanta 24. Atlanta has made us look like turkeys for picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's for sure. We will not be burned again this week, which probably means no. they're going to win because I'm also picking Buffalo. So for all you gamblers out there, you probably want to go pick Atlanta now. Yeah. Um, I just I just think Buffalo has, even though they're also dysfunctional, I think they're marginally less dysfunctional than Atlanta is. And I did like some of the stuff I saw against New Orleans, but I I would like it better if I saw some some of that consistently. One week's great. I mean, we saw we'll talk about St. Louis, and then we saw what they did last week. I don't know if I think Matt Ryan's more a second quarterback option. Even Jackson, I like more as a flex. I'm still not totally trusting him. Uh, I do like Harry Douglas, Roddy White, also a flex option, and I like kicker Matt Bryant, but I'm staying away from the defense. For Buffalo, I would start quarterback E.J. Manuel, running back Fred Jackson, and C.J. Spiller should both be healthy after the bye week. Wide receiver Steve Johnson would be a start for me, tight end Scott Chandler. Um, neutral on wide receivers T.J. Graham and Marquise Goodwin. Kicker Dan Carpenter is a good start, and the defense is a good start. The uh, only guy that I would stay away from this week is wide receiver Robert Woods. Yeah, I can't can't fault you too much with that. All right. Next game, this should be a really interesting game. A few weeks ago, you would have said, ah, St. Louis and San Francisco, uh, how, how could St. Louis possibly stay in this game? But they've actually shown signs of life, especially on offense the last couple of weeks, San Francisco mm-hmm. still not really hitting on all cylinders on offense, even against a really lousy Washington defense, but you know, they're going to get Michael Crabtree back supposedly this week. So, yeah, I think that may just make the difference. Maybe that gets Colin Kaepernick on track or at least having a second you know, threat to at wide receiver to go with uh, Bolden and also tight end Vernon Davis. I'll pick San Francisco to win this game, but mainly because they're at home. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, field goal game. I'll say San Francisco 20, St. Louis 17. I actually think this will be a higher-scoring game, but I think that I agree with you that San Francisco is going to edge them out. I think that St. Louis is kind of molding into another team, another looking team than we saw at the beginning of the year. And 
I, I kind of like what they're doing. Although, I don't know if I want to go all in on starting them this week. I think Kellen Clemens is more a second quarterback option. I like Zach Stacey, a running back. Uh, he did leave last week. It does look like he's going to play this week, but keep an eye on that. Tavon Austin, I mean, we've all seen what he's been doing to teams. I think you can start him. I like wide receiver Chris Givens and the defense, so. You made no mention of Jared Cook. And I like some of the other guys better. All right, I'm a little bit more on board with him. I guess I've just been cheerleading for him and, all season. And when, and, and when I liked him when he was in Tennessee, you never wanted any part of him. <laughs> well, times change. Yeah, I just thought he was in a better situation, although, you know, facts haven't borne that out, but it's never let facts get in the way of a good narrative, so that's my <laughs> motto. So, there you go. Anyway, that's a good but, motto. Yeah, so for for San Francisco, running back Frank Gore is a good start. Wide receiver Anquan Bolden, tight end Vernon Davis, and the defense are all good starts. Quarterback Colin Kaepernick, second quarterback option for me. Hopefully your fantasy season doesn't depend on him because he's just really not shown much. Yeah, hopefully he'll be better with wide receiver Michael Crabtree back. Crabtree I would start as a flex option if he plays. Wide receiver Mario Manningham, questionable with a knee injury. Even if he plays, you don't want him. And kicker Phil Dawson, mm-hmm. I I stay away because I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than you do, but you may want to start yeah. him. Yeah, I'm probably a little more inclined than you are, but eh, we seem to always disagree on kickers. All right. So next game, Cincinnati fighting for their playoff lives against San Diego, which still doesn't have much of a defense, but their offense came back to life this week. You know, we're going to have to call them the zombie offense. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Chief Zombie Phillip Rivers had a good game last week against uh, a Kansas City defense did, that obviously got banged up during like the course zombie. of the game. No, mm-hmm. but, you know, Kansas City, they're a respectable defense. I still don't think they're as good as they were cracked up to be before they played Denver, but... Uh, I think San Diego makes this a close game. I, I still think Cincinnati wins it, but I'll say it's a high-scoring game. I'll pick Cincinnati 30, San Diego 27. I think that San Diego may edge this one out, but I agree with you. I think this is one of the higher-scoring games of the day. And uh, These teams have kind of had similar seasons, very hot starts. They kind of dropped off and have been a little up and down. And you know, San Diego sort of found their groove last week, but... For Cincinnati, I like Andy Dalton, I like Giovanni Bernard, and A.J. Green, of course, and tight end Jermaine Gresham. I'm staying away. Like I said, high-scoring game. I'm not starting the defense for sure here. Okay. For San Diego, I'm starting quarterback Philip Rivers, wide receiver Keenan Allen, who's probably the top rookie wide receiver this year, tight end Antonio Gates. Absolutely. Uh, Running back, well, Cordero Patterson might have something to say with that, about that the last few weeks of the season, but I think just in Kevon Austin's coming on, but I think just, you know, if you look at the body of work over the course of the season, Keenan Allen's the most impressive rookie wide receiver. Tight end Antonio Gates is a good start. Running back Ryan Matthews, questionable with a hamstring injury if he plays as a flex option for me. Same thing with Danny Woodhead. Tight end Ladarius Green had a good game last week. I, I don't think he's going to plan Antonio Gates anytime soon, but if you're desperate for a flex option, I think he'll do. Kicker Nick Novak is a decent start. Wide receivers, Vincent Brown and Eddie Royal, I would stay away from, and I'd also stay away from the defense. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. 
I didn't think yeah. I'd be saying that a few weeks ago, but hey. Yeah, the Arizona Philadelphia game and this one, I think, are both be the, the two of the better Sunday mm-hmm. games. And so I agree. Next game, I agree. Next game, we've got the the Denver Kansas City rematch. I think the less said about this, the better. Even as a Chiefs fan, I, I just think they're going down the tubes again this week. I'll say Kansas City, even at home, they're banged up now. Their offense wasn't very good to begin with. And, you know, scoring a lot of points against San Diego's defense doesn't do anything to change my opinion about that. Not Denver, the most impressive thing in the world. No. Denver, not the best defense in the world, but you know, they're still you know, capable of scoring on defense, and I just have a little more faith in them defensively than I do the Chiefs. I'll say Denver wins this and pretty much puts away the AFC West. I'll pick Denver 38, Kansas City 24. I think I think Kansas City, I mean, obviously I've had a little more faith in them throughout the season than you have. I think Denver wins maybe by 10 points, although it would be nice to see this Denver offense come out and kind of look like itself again. Uh, I am going to start Peyton Manning. I'm going to start Noshaw Marino. I'm going to start Marius Thomas, Wes Welker, and Eric Decker. Although Decker, I like a little more as a flex option if you had to pick two out of the three. I do like tight end Julius Thomas as long as he plays. If not, I would go Jacob Tammy, who we saw a lot of this week. And I would definitely start the defense. Speaking of Noshaw Marino, what got into him last week? Yes, it was an overtime game, but still... 200 plus yards is really impressive, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I think LaShawn McCoy might uh, want to take back what he said about uh, LaShawn Moreno earlier in the season. And wouldn't you know, you talk about Super Bowl matchups, you root for it. So, if you were somehow to make it to the Super Bowl, I would really love to see Denver make it and see those two you know, shake hands at some point or see the whole press conference when they would just. You know, instead of asking Sean McCoy about how great he is or how he got his you know, nickname <laughs> Shady, no if they were Marino? just asking about no Sean Moreno, the whole press conference, <laughs> I think that would be really awesome. So that's the Super Bowl I'm rooting for now. <laughs> I like it. Just for like that it. reason. Like a, before we were looking for the hardballs after the game, now we want to see no Sean Moreno and LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, I'll, yeah. For for Kansas City, uh, Jamal Charles is a no-brainer start. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe is back in my good graces, at least fantasy-wise, start him. <laughs> quarterback Alex Smith, just continue not to be impressed. He's a second quarterback option for me. Wide receiver Sexton McCluster and Donnie Avery, uh, their flex options. Kicker Ryan Suckup is okay to start this week. Tight ends Anthony Fasano and Sean McGrath. I stay away from both those guys. And Believe it or not, as impressive as an offensive outburst as they had last week and as good as Dwayne Bowe has been in the past, there's still only one Chiefs wide receiver with a 100-yard receiving game this season, and that's none other than Donnie Avery, which still blows Ooh, my mind. Who would have thought? Who <laughs> would have thought? Which is part of the reason why their offense is, is not very impressive. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, hard to argue with something like that. So, Here's a game I think we might be able to argue a little bit about. Uh, Giants coming off a devastating defeat last week, which pretty much ended their <laughs> playoff hopes. Washington yeah. 
coming off a, I, you can't even call it devastating. It was just pathetic. You know, they, yeah. They didn't show many signs of life. RG3, there's, now everybody's coming out of the woodwork to say, you know, with his knee injury, he's not recovered and he shouldn't be playing, but he, he is playing and that's not going to change barring any further injury. And right. So what does it all add up to? I really don't know. On the plus not side, New York, none of their, to watch. <laughs> no, on the plus side, none of their players have been coming out and guaranteeing a victory this week. Yeah, so that's nice. Although uh, that's, the week is, you know, they still got time. They still have time, but I, I don't think that's going to happen this week after what happened last week. So, anyway, I'll take Washington to win this game, and it pains me as a Giants fan to do that. But I'll say Washington finds a way to win this game. I'll say Washington 27, New York 21. I'm actually going to pick the Giants to win this game. I like your score. Oh, no. I like your reverse. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I hope you're right, but at this point, it almost doesn't matter anymore. But go ahead. I, I, granted, I don't think either of these teams should be in the playoffs, and I, I don't think that will actually happen. But Washington just has too many problems. Their offense isn't working. Their defense isn't working. Their special teams is literally the worst in the league. Functional and hurt. And the Redskins have not shown me that in a few weeks. So. I'm taking the well, Andre Giants Brown looks good now. That's something. Andre Brown does look good. Nice not having a broken leg. It helps your run faster. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks a lot better than he did when he was crumpled up on the ground. <laughs> but yeah. um, Eli Manning, I like more as a second quarterback option. I'm still worried about – I don't know what it is, but there's just something that – he feels like the pocket's closing in on him too fast, and he's throwing these, he's making these bad reads and bad throws, and I'm not comfortable putting playoff hopes on his shoulders alone. I am going to start Andre Brown for sure. He is the bright spot of this team. I think you can start Victor Cruz and Ruben Randall and Hakeem Nix. I like more as flex options just because it's kind of hard to say from week to week who's going to actually catch the ball, even if it's thrown at them. I'm looking at you, Ruben Randall, with your 800 drops. Um, Tight end Brandon Myers, I like more the flex option. I do really like what he's been doing of late, but I'm staying away from the kicker and the defense because I think this game's just going to be a weird one. Okay, for that Ruben Randall shot, I'm going to see that and go back and take a gratuitous <laughs> shot at Dallas' run defense. But they give up 200 running yards to rushing yards to the Giants. I think Oakland I could really have it's a field day with them between McFadden and... Which is why I started uh, every running back on the Oakland roster. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's probably a good... I might even start, uh, you know, Justin Vargas, you know, this week, although I know he even, hasn't. Even those Jason guys Vargas that aren't even on Oakland anymore that, but did once right. play running back for the Raiders, might as well just start right. them still. Just keep starting <laughs> them. Right. Just start for, everybody. <laughs> for, for Washington, Marcel Reese, you could start him too, I guess. For Washington, yeah, running back Alfred Morris has been one of the few bright spots this year, proving that his rookie year last year, Season wasn't a fluke. Start him. Start kicker Kai Forbath and start the defense. RG3, kind of like what you said about Eli, hugely disappointing season. Hopefully your fantasy season isn't riding on – your fantasy playoff hopes aren't riding on him. Uh, he's the second quarterback option for me. Wide receivers, Josh Morgan, Antonio – oh, I did it. Uh, Santana Moss. <laughs> you almost made it. <laughs> I almost made it through the show without doing that. Yeah. 
<laughs> next week's a one new the, week. <laughs> next week, I start with a clean slate every week. So, uh, Santana Moss, Leonard Hankerson, and Pierre Garçon. Those are all flex options. Kevin Logan Paulson and Jordan Reed. Yeah, stay away from both of those guys. We got cocky. We got into the home stretch and thought thought you were going to make it, and we got too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I got a little cocky there and and reverted <laughs> to my my malapropping, mispronouncing ways. So anyway, now we're at the what could be the best game of the weekend, saving the best for last. This game here will probably go a long way to deciding who gets home field in the NFC playoffs, and that's New Orleans at Seattle. I think you can flip a coin right. with this game. I, I, Seattle, because they're at home, but you know, New Orleans didn't look very impressive last week against um, Atlanta, but they've had a long week to prepare for this, or I should say we'll have had a long week to prepare for this. Yeah. This game can go either way just because they're at home and maybe they get Percy Harvin back I'll, I'll pit, and some of their offensive linemen back. I'll say Seattle's 28, New Orleans 27, but if you pick New Orleans, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm taking New Orleans 31, Seattle 28. I just Seattle's got to be the most boring, like not thrilling 10-1 team I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just hard to get excited watching them. It seems like I'm watching the same game every week from them. So I'm taking New Orleans. Uh, I I think this will be a good game. We're going to get a good Monday night game, which will be nice. And I'm going to start Drew Brees. I'm starting Pierre Thomas. I'm starting Darren Trolls. Probably more as a flex option with him, but I could go either way. Uh, I am going to start Marquise Colson. I'm staying away from the rest of the wide receivers. I don't like playing Drew Brees' game. And I'm absolutely starting tight end Jimmy Graham, who's got, like, every bone in his body hurt, but he's still going to play and probably catch two touchdowns. And I'm going to start the defense. Even though I think this will be maybe one of the higher scoring games, I think that the defense may be a factor and get you some points that you may not normally be getting from a defense. So, For Seattle, conversely, I picked him to win, but the only guy I want to start on that <laughs> offense is running back Marshawn Lynch. Quarterback yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's another, you know, thrown in with RG3 and Kaepernick is guys that have really had a disappointing second season as a starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I know Kaepernick wasn't a rookie last year, but for all intents and purposes, that was his first year playing. Right. So I'll lump him in with the other guys. Wide receivers, Golden Tate, Doug Baldwin, and Percy Harvin, if he plays, are all flex options for me. Tight end, Zach Miller, okay, I'll take him down a notch this week and say he's a flex option. Kicker, Stephen Hauschk is okay, defense okay. Only wide receiver I'm going to stay away from is Jermaine Curtis. He's questionable after suffering a concussion last week. He's also still not Javon Curse, just, you know, to clear that up. No. Because I still have a, I still have a problem with that. <laughs> and it's not San Antonio Curse either. Still not San Antonio. <laughs> no. But uh, anyway, I, I certainly seem to have a curse with San Antonio home. <laughs> it's so, it's some kind of brain name, condition. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, this week I said San Antonio lost, so I'm... I got Santonio Holmes right, but I messed up Santana Moss. So, anyway, all right, it's, it's Thanksgiving week. We've got a couple we we've got a couple minutes left in the show. So, um, aside from being in the Tijuana Flats kitchen, what are you for uh, fantasy wise this season? When I take a, a quarterback? 
Let's see. Thankful for. Quarterback-wise, I'm thankful for how well Josh McCown's playing as, uh, in essence, a backup that we thought was maybe even not a totally serviceable one. But I'm excited about him. Uh, I'm also thankful for Carson Palmer in the second half of the season, his resurgence. What are you thankful for? I'm uh, thankful that I didn't have uh, Aaron Rodgers on any of it, that I didn't use a high draft pick on Aaron Rodgers on any of my teams this year. I actually didn't either. As much as I, I would have liked to, I did not. I did not get burned by Aaron Rodgers syndrome. Okay. Um, running backs, what are you thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for Zach Stacy. I think that's what I'm most thankful for. I took him as a flyer in a couple of leagues, and it's worked out very nicely. Uh, I'm thankful for LaShawn McCoy and LaShawn Moreno feuding because I find that endlessly entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but I, on the on the other side, though, I'm very sad Stephen Jackson and Ray Rice have done. I just yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm thankful I got, I got that burned, I. I got burned on Ray Rice in a couple of leagues. That's for sure. Well, I'm thankful that I'm not going to pick uh, either Doug Martin or David Wilson with high pick next year the way I did this year. If you're looking for something that I am thankful for in a positive light, I would say thankful for No. Sean Moreno, not only for the entertainment value back and forth with Sean McCoy, but just yeah, because he really has come through in a big way for his fantasy owners in a way that he did mm-hmm. in his first uh, four seasons in the NFL and you know, I don't know. I was thankful for Chris Ivory for a week, but that's gone away again. Just one so, week. I'm also yeah. thankful that no no teams have signed Brett Favre or Tim Tebow yet. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's definitely something to be thankful for. So how about wide receivers? Uh, who are you thankful for? I am thankful for watching Tavon Austin. That's just, he's just ridiculous right now. Um Somebody else I had on the top of my Probably head. Probably Alshon Jeffrey. Yep, or Alshon Jeffrey. I'm very thankful for the four teams he's on because those teams are doing very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey would be the, the the receiver I'm probably that I am most thankful for. But uh so how about uh tight ends? Anyone you're thankful for there? I'm thankful for I think the fact that Jimmy Graham can play through every element in the world, and I'm also thankful for Brandon Myers. Even though he's a giant, I still like that he's staying consistent. I would like to see more of him, just not playing against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't spend a high pick on a, a Jason Witten or Jimmy Graham either. You know, with all the tight ends that have emerged this year, whether it's Jordan like Cameron Thomas. or Jordan Reed or Julius Thomas, it just goes to show that you know tight end. Yeah, even you know, with the top guys, you know, you don't necessarily have to reach to pick one of them. If they're still available late in your draft, great. But uh, who knows? I mean, even a Kellen Winslow Jr. could uh, really do well for you, you know, the last couple yeah. of weeks. So anyway. Well, we and, hope everyone has an awesome Thanksgiving this year and watch a lot of football and eat a lot of turkeys. We will be back at our normal time next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, as we normally are every week. And we'll be previewing all the week's matchups, of course, arguing, as we always do. But if you can't get enough of us in our one-hour block, you can always find us on Twitter at the number 4 thn show. You can find us on as well as Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. 
You can email us at the number 4thnhsshow at gmail.com. You can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And, and I think after the last two weeks, last week when I did the show outside in 40-degree weather and this week when you did the show from the, the kitchen of your restaurant there. Next week, I there, uh, we'll be inside home. <laughs> we'll, we'll both be, it'll, things will be back to normal next week. And for that, yeah. I'm thankful. Have a great Thanksgiving, right. everybody. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Good night.